Hey, what's going on, guys? It's your best friend, your pal, Zach Lyman. You're listening to the Zach Lyman Podcast once again. Happy that you came back, gave us another listen. I appreciate it so much. And this episode is wonderful with our wonderful guest, Jamie Jones. Uh, but before we get into that, go help out the podcast and visit ZachLymanPodcast.com. Buy a t-shirt, check out the other merch. And also, I have a secret project that I'm working on right now. So check out the new website, ZachLymanPodcast.com. We just got it redone, and it looks stunning. Really does. Uh, but I don't want to waste any more of your time, so let's get into this episode with Jamie Jones. Yeah, of course. It's my pleasure. I'm happy to be here. Yeah. Um, for people that don't know who you are, do you want to like introduce yourself and maybe like what you do? Yeah, of course. Oh, gosh, I do a lot of things. But my name is Jamie Jones. And I just recently moved to the Phoenix, Arizona area about a year ago, and I came out here to pursue like my passions for modeling and dancing, things like that. So I am an independent self-taught model here. Um, I'm starting to become successful. I still feel like I'm on the lower end of things, but we're getting there. It's been years and years of work, but definitely getting up there, working with amazing people, starting to represent some really cool brands. Um, I am a big activist for like body positivity. So I'm five foot three. I weigh 140 pounds. Like I'm not your typical model and I'm trying to play a part in breaking the stereotype of women in the modeling industry. So it's been, it's been a journey for sure. And it's been a lot, a lot of hard work. I don't have an agent or an agency to help me out. It's just all been me myself, yeah. but it, where it's, did, uh, it's yeah. where did you move here from? I'm from New Mexico originally, so okay. dry heat is familiar to me, but not as as hot. New Mexico gets to like the 90s, maybe a hundred on like a really hot day, but like definitely. Albuquerque or what? Yeah, so I went to school in Albuquerque, but I'm from a really small town of Farmington, New Mexico. It's like right in the Four Corners on the border of Colorado. So um, I was raised kind of like a small town girl, country girl kind of thing. Went to school in Albuquerque, and then I came here. Yeah. Yeah. So um, you said about a year ago, why? So what made you pick Phoenix out of everywhere that you could move to? Of course, everyone's like, why didn't you go to L.A. or New York? No, I, mean, I, I, I get not going to L.A., but <laughs> I do want to know more about Phoenix's choice. Yeah, well, Phoenix is a great place to live from what I've heard. I've visited my whole life. I liked just the environment okay. and not it's affordable it's still somewhat close to home so like a seven hour drive to go see my family it's not across the country I know a lot of people here so it was like me moving out here wasn't you know I was I wasn't going to a place where I didn't know anybody or yeah. had any questions it's like I so yeah Phoenix it was just like an easy move to have better opportunities pretty much yeah for sure like I like um I know that there's a lot of agencies here and I know that there's a lot of like opportunity here I don't know so much about dancing though I feel like uh I've talked to a couple I like I've personally talked to a couple dancers I don't know if I've had any on the podcast but um like what like is there a big dance scene here? Is that like a big thing or? Kind of, not really, not as much as places like LA, of course. But what's really cool here is there's like pro teams. So mm -hmm. I actually did try out for the Phoenix Suns dance team last year in July. So that was okay. kind of like one of the 
that I really wanted to do and I didn't make the team. So then I was like, all right, I'm just going to go full force with modeling. But then there's the Cardinals. There's a few other like considered, you know, professional dance teams. There's a lot of really good studios here. I've been going to a place called Danceplex, um, you okay. know, before before quarantine and stuff but I was taking a lot of classes there and it was really fun and there was a lot of really talented dancers there was a few dancers that I kind of got to meet that are from LA but they came out here and took classes but they're mm -hmm. actually very well known in like the dance industry so it was really cool to like take a class with them yeah that's I didn't even think about that about like sports teams and mm -hmm. like yeah the Suns and yeah, yeah. um are you big into any sports or anything like that? Or is it more of like, I'll just, I just like the dancing side of it. <laughs> I like, I just really like dancing and I like supporting something. You know what I mean? I was on the UNM dance team in Albuquerque uh, for the university there. And I really enjoyed it. I loved being like a part of something and representing something big. You know what I mean? Representing a university. Yeah. And it, it felt really like empowering for me. And I wanted to try to like continue it. And so that's why I tried out for the Phoenix Suns is even though I'm not a super big sports person, I'm not someone who's going to sit down and watch, you know, a football game or a basketball game. I will with friends and family, but just like by myself, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> You're not keeping up with the schedule and what's. <laughs> Like, um, oh yeah, this team and the, I'm like, where are they from? They're like, you don't know where they're from. I'm like, I honestly don't know anything about sports very much. <laughs> I can understand it at a basketball game, but that's because I watched games for two years. You know what I mean? Like sitting on the court, like hands on. I even got hit by the basketball players. I got hit by a basketball so many times. Got tackled by one of the players because when they went to go dunk uh, it they like fell into where we worked. We're right by, you know, the hoop and stuff. So like by the basket and yeah, we've gotten like crushed by basketball players, like these huge guys and these little tiny dancers just getting trampled by basketball players. So uh, it seems like you were lucky enough to move here before lockdown. Um, yes. But it's gotta be interesting being in a new city and then not being able to go out in that new city. <laughs> um, I'm not going to lie. I kind of went really hard when I first moved here. I moved here in June of last yeah. year, 2019. So I definitely okay. had a good time. And I mean, I, I, I went hard. Let's just say that. Like mm -hmm. I experienced mostly like going out to eat more than anything because I'm a foodie. I'm such a big foodie. Same. Same. Yeah. <laughs> so I've been to a lot of really good food places. I've been wanting to try everything, all the well-known places, the staples here in Phoenix. And, but oh, of course, I mean like old town had to experience that multiple times, too many times to this point where I'm like, uh, yeah, no, I'm good on that. <laughs> been to mill a couple of times, downtown yeah. Phoenix, like downtown Phoenix is my shit. Like that's my vibe. I yeah. love downtown. Downtown yeah. Phoenix is great now. Like it's uh See, I, I, I've moved away a couple of times, but, like, uh, I keep coming back to Phoenix. And growing up, downtown Phoenix was not a place you wanted to be at all. And <laughs> then it was, well, there was just, like, nothing happening. And then, like, if you were downtown Phoenix for some reason, they were, like, it was, it was, uh, it was a little rough at one point. And, um, but, like, I've moved away and come back and now it's like downtown Phoenix is like great. And I love being downtown Phoenix. Um, yeah. But it, it is definitely um, 
Phoenix is different because Phoenix is one of the only cities I've been to that's like this size, this yeah. organized streetwise, like it's on the grid system. And then, uh, but like also it's just like very, like for arts and creative yeah. people, like very growing. Um, and I always sure. wondered if we're ever going to be up there in the top cities like Chicago or New York or LA, you know, but I don't, I, I don't know if we will. Yeah, I honestly wouldn't doubt it because that's what I heard before I moved here is they're like the economy and the opportunity is just growing significantly in Phoenix. And I was like, so that's yeah. where I want to go. You know what I mean? It's kind of, it's becoming, and I feel like everyone that I've met here is like, they're all from like California and they moved out here. And you know, we know as California being, you know, the opportunity, the Hollywood, the, that's where everybody wants to be is California. But I'm like, everyone from Cal, I feel like everyone from California is moving out here. So that must yeah. mean something that like says something, you know, <laughs> I think the main thing is that it's just way too expensive to live there. Like yeah. it's, and you have like five roommates that you can split a place with or something. And it's not going to be a nice place because I know people out there and yeah, they, you know, they don't have a nice place and they're paying double what I'm paying right now. And it's like, I can barely afford my apartment here. Like I'm struggling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So how I could do it in Cali. So it's yeah. crazy. I think yeah. It's California. It's definitely one of those, like LA is one of those places where, um, if you have like a reason to be there, like it, like let's like for me, like if I got like some kind of writing job or if I had some kind of like, I want to get my foot in the door in certain ways and I have like a game plan, it feels yeah. like it could work. But if you're just like going there and you're like, well, I'm just going to like grow my comedy or I'm going to grow at a dancer or whatever. Like it seems yeah. like a very expensive way of doing that, especially like how close we are and we could always make trips out or whatever, but it's a, uh, oh. Yeah, it's expensive. And then right now with quarantine, it's it kind of feels like it doesn't matter where you live. <laughs> you know? really but I'm glad I'm in Arizona. Um, I don't know, just for like, just for multiple reasons. I just, I love, I love this place. Like I love Arizona and I, I like how it's more spread out versus like super condensed, yeah. you know, compared like LA or New York that's such a and I feel like during this time that's like you don't want to be in those types of places so I really like Arizona in general because it's more spread out versus mm -hmm. can upward you know yeah I don't know but I, I love a good walking city you know like I like going to like I don't know if you've ever been to like Portland or anything but there's like there's some good like cities that you just can walk around and and uh, I do wish I do wish that I could just own a bike and I could just get to all of my things I got to do in Phoenix on a bike. Yes. That's like, that's like a dream that will never happen. <laughs> that's very true. I mean, for visiting purposes. Oh yeah. I love having, you know, just like having everything right there and being able to like walk the blocks and shop and go to all the different places and yeah. not having to drive 15 minutes to go shopping and then having to drive another 15 minutes to go get something to eat. But I have to admit, the road systems, I'm from New Mexico, okay, and let me tell you, the road systems are just, there isn't a word to describe the road systems in New Mexico, they are absolutely terrible. You know when you're in New Mexico, because you cross the border of Arizona and New Mexico, and the roads just become complete shit, and the drivers are shitty too, and they drive really <laughs> slow, I'm going 10 below the speed limit, and you know, trust me. For anyone who's listening to this, like you, you don't have to have a sign tell you you're in New Mexico. You're just gonna know. And the road <laughs> systems here, 
are amazing. Like I came here and I was like, this is freaking fantastic. Like you can get on the interstate so easily. Everyone's flying. Everyone's going like 15, 20 miles an hour over the speed limit. Cops don't give a shit. Like they're just like, yeah, I have bigger problems to deal with for a big city. You know, there's a lot other (laughs) bigger issues. And I'm like, this is great. Like when you come from that place where the road systems are terrible and it takes 30 minutes to get anywhere. Um, and there's only two like interstates in a, the city that you're in to coming to Phoenix where it's just like so easy. You can get anywhere within like 20 minutes. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, so no, it's, Scott- it, it is nice. Uh, it is. I took it for granted growing up. And then when I started like touring and I started going to like all these random cities and I was like, this is the, like some cities have really bad like highways and stuff, but like New Mexico, I've talked about New Mexico a couple of times in my standup because uh, like one time, like I was driving through New Mexico and Uh uh, it was like five in the morning. I'm like, I was moving back to Phoenix from across the country. I was living in Louisville. And so I I was driving through New Mexico. It's like five in the morning, I'm on the freeway and I'm going like 60 miles an hour, 65, something like that. And then all of a sudden there was just like tons of police cars around me, just like boxing me in. Like I literally couldn't move. And in front of me was a guy that was uh, running from the cops. He was like in a high speed chase and he was just going right in front of me. And so I was stuck in this high speed chase and there was a helicopter and I was like, this is my big break. I'm getting that TV credit right now, but it's like that is so awesome. Welcome to New Mexico. Yeah, yeah. Got- yeah, I was like, oh, I'm in New Mexico. Yeah, New Mexico is crazy. And then the other time I've I've talked about New Mexico is uh, uh, all just the crazy signs that you see on the freeway in New Mexico. But yeah, there's a it's a it's a place that I I visit, <laughs> but. Yeah, you don't want to, you want to visit Santa Fe and like maybe the Sandias Mountains. And to me, those aren't real mountains. Like I grew up being 45 away from Colorado and we would go camping all the time. And people are like, oh, I'm going to go camping in the mountains. And I'm like, the Sandias Mountains is literally just like one giant hill. And it's just, it's funny. But I, I love New Mexico. It will always be home to me. However, it, it's they we call it the land of entrapment so it's actually called the land of enchantment when you see the sign it says like new mexico the land of enchantment because i guess of the stars is what somebody told me like at night the stars are so beautiful and that is very true Mm. however it is the land of entrapment it is so hard to get out of that state and out of any city that you're in i've seen it with everybody that i graduated with i see it with my friends my family and even with myself it was so hard to like get out of new mexico but once you get out you're like i am never going back to this place <laughs> it is just not a place that you want to live and everybody I, and like people know new mexico people are like new mexico wait so what part of mexico is that and i'm like are you kidding me right now yeah. did you not your states like i don't i don't get it you know but you you mentioned santa fe and i went to santa fe last year for the first time and i Mm -hmm. loved it It, santa fe is great i uh i got tickets to meow wolf yes and uh that was wonderful and uh yeah and then yeah i i uh i did like a a small theater there that was like just it was just a beautiful time. I absolutely loved it. So like Santa Fe was like, but it's also very different than the rest of New Mexico. Like Santa Fe is like yeah. its own bubble. Like it's its own place for sure. 
Yes, 100%. And that's why my grandparents live there. And so my whole life, I've kind of seen all the different cool things in Santa Fe that everyone goes to see. The culture is just absolutely amazing. The like shopping, the jewelry, the turquoise, kind of like the native culture is what it's known for. It's really cool. It's a very historic town and they've been able to kind of keep it that way. And you can feel it when you're in Santa Fe, you know, there's not a lot of like new modern. It's very like vintage antique style. And I yeah. love that. That's style. I'm very much like a vintage antique kind of girl. And so definitely love Santa Fe for that reason. Yeah. So uh, speaking of vintage, have you been, uh, have you like uh, created anything or bought anything recently that's like vintage or are you getting, are you getting into like redoing things or picking up yeah, so- any hobbies? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I just like, I don't know. I'm, I'm moving into a new place. Soon. so they raised the rent at my place and it's so far away from work I'm like spending so much money on gas that I was like I got a place that's closer to work and it's kind of more it's not as nice on the inside you know so it's very like old counters and cabinets it's very much of like the 70s styled and so I was like I'm gonna take the opportunity to freaking redo my whole apartment and just make it a whole like vintage theme apartment I'm gonna have like a place to do like photos I'm gonna have like my own setup with the light you know the ring light and a a tripod I'm gonna like take my own photos and you know even like some of my photographer friends could come over and we could like use my place as kind of a location and that's what I want my new apartment to be is kind of like like a vintage style home I guess you could say. Yeah my my apartment's very like 70s style and it's like I I love it it's beautiful and then we uh we recently did that here too is uh I set up like a little uh, we have like a nook and I like created like a little TikTok office. So it's like yeah. I have all my TikToks and I have my ring light and stuff like that. But like, yeah, I've yeah. been, I've been watching so many TikToks of people like redoing their apartments and I'm just like, the thing I'll be into. I didn't know it. Yeah. It's so, it's so fun. It's just like, it's almost like, it's almost like when girls, you probably don't understand this when girls like die <laughs> or they do something different with their hair. Like how I just recently went more blonde. Um, it's just like almost a rediscovery of yourself. It's almost like you feel like a completely new person and you're just like, wow, it's really empowering to kind of like redo something, especially when over time at this age, you know, we're growing, we're changing, we're discovering things about ourselves. Like I'm 23 years old. So I'm definitely in that phase of like, wow, two years ago, I was nowhere close to the person I am today. And in two years, I'm probably going to be completely different. Like, and so it's, it's one of those things that it's like changing your apartment or changing like the style of clothes you wear, dyeing your hair, you know. Um, I'll never get on the trends of like, I don't know what's up with the eyebrow gash. Have you seen that? The like blank that people yeah. have. Yeah, like, yeah. What is somebody please explain to me what the hell this new eyebrow trend is? Cause I just got on the like the fluffy full brow trend, which was like probably a year or two ago. And now all of a sudden there's like, let me put, let me shave or like, I don't even know how they do it. They just put a gap yeah, in their it's, eyebrow. It's just like they're using like a razor and they just do two little marks in their eyebrow. And I'm like, I don't, I don't get know. it. I really don't. I was like, maybe I should do it. I don't know. Maybe we'll see. <laughs> I mean, I would like maybe for a styled shoot, put like you know, like makeup over. I don't mm, know. That's a good I don't idea. Get... Yeah, maybe yeah. I should like I should get like skin tape or something, and just put that over 
and be like, is this a decision I want to make? You know, like some, just put something over there that I could decide. I know. Maybe, maybe dive into it. Maybe. But then when you want to grow it back, I feel like that process would be tedious. Oh, man. You know? I, when I was in high school, like, uh, Jackass was very popular. And uh -huh. uh, a bunch of us, like, did did some like crazy stuff over the weekend. And one of the things that we did was uh, shave my eyebrow. And man, <laughs> did that take forever to grow back. That oh. took, yeah, it's like, I didn't know that like, like uh, that, that your hair is an option that it may not grow back ever. Like just in general, uh, yeah. like people shave their heads and then they realize that they, their hair didn't grow back, stuff like that. But like, um, yeah, I shaved my eyebrow, and it took, like, months to grow back, like, to look like a, uh, yeah, that, what a scary time to. Uh, <laughs> I love that show. It's such a bad influence, though. I look back at it, and, like, the age, you know, that I was when those types of shows were going on and stuff like that. I'm like, I wonder if it's, like, a reason for some of the things that we do now, you know what I mean? And you look back at it, and you're like, was that really necessary for my mental health? Like, that probably wasn't the best. Yeah. I, I I follow I follow Steve-O on YouTube and I watch all of his videos and it's like him like reviewing his life and I go yeah I remember that and then him being like it wasn't a good time and I'm like oh no <laughs> it's very you're right like like back then we're like this is fun and crazy and then he's just like yeah I'm having a hard time in life <laughs> Yeah, it's like, I don't know if that was the best idea for us. Uh, probably not the best influence, but made some good videos now that we can share on TikTok and Instagram. And like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> R.I.P. to the Vine. I miss the Vine. <laughs> yeah, I never got heavily into Vine. I did a couple ones that I really liked, but um, yeah, mostly nothing really... Nothing really took off for me, like, social media-wise, yeah. until Instagram. Like, really, like, that was, like, the one that I was, like, oh, I'm, like, this is my thing. And yeah. then in the last, like, two-ish years, I've, like, slowly faded out of, like, really liking to post on Instagram and really liking to – now I just kind of use it how a lot of people probably use Facebook, where they, like, check in on their friends and they chat and they – like, that's kind of, like, what I use Instagram for now. But, like, before I was, like, creating, like, tons of videos and jokes and everything was, like, for Instagram that I was doing. Um, which, like, I'm you know, like, thankful for. But, yeah. Yeah, for sure. It made you it made you grow. And you seem like you're you're doing really well. You're great at what you do. And oh, I, to me, you're successful. And that's awesome. So when you reached out to me, I was like, wow, I'm really honored. Like, this is so cool. I'd love to be a part of this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Um, what, like, so was you were pretty big into Vine, or did you? Uh... No, just more enjoyed the videos. Yeah. I didn't post. A lot. I tried to be like that girl, but then after a few videos, I was like, eh. <laughs> eh. <laughs> eh. So yeah, was it no. like Instagram for you too? Was that like the big? Yes. Yeah. So is Instagram. So when I started modeling back in New Mexico, I started about four years ago when I decided, you know, wow, I really think I want to be a model. So backstory, I actually was a photographer. I had my own business in Farmington, which, you know, people are like, oh, wow. And I'm like, okay, no, I was like a 17 year old with a, with like a decently nice camera. And I mean, I learned photography. I took classes. 
I was pretty good. I, I didn't charge a lot, but I charged a little bit. I did a lot of senior photos, family photos. I did a couple weddings and I had Photoshop and Lightroom and I learned all the aspects of that. And then one day it just got really old. Like I just did it too much and I just was mm. like not enjoying it anymore. So I was like, I need to let go of this. And then that's when I went to college and started dancing. But I had always been somebody that I would set my camera up on a timer and like take my own photos. And I loved kind of like being a one woman show of like doing my hair, my makeup, being the model and using like a little remote to take my photos with my camera on a tripod. And I just realized like, wow, I really want to become like a model. I want to try it. I had this huge passion for it. And so I did, I started building my portfolio, started working with, you know, good photographers in New Mexico, making great connections, the small amount of connection, connections that you can make in New Mexico, because there's not a lot. And yeah, I just really took off. I realized that I was really good at it. And I fell in love with it. Like I had this huge passion, fell absolutely in love with it. And then I realized that I was actually pretty good, especially for being, you know, just an average body style, more muscular fitness and shorter, you know, I, I was like, wow, I'm really good at angles. Like I know my body, I'm a dancer. So you, you know, your body, you know, your angles. And I use social media as a way to kind of promote myself. So Instagram kind of became my business and it was like, this is how I'm going to like make it. You know what I mean? This is how, because I had sent photos into agencies and you know, that kind of thing. But I was like, no, it just wasn't, you know, they have certain requirements and things like that. And I just kind of started to get really discouraged with the, the amount of people telling me, oh, you're, you know, you, I'm sorry, but you have to be five nine. And I'm like, okay, well, that's even with six inch heels, like I'll barely be at five nine. So it was just kind of really discouraging. And I thought that I wasn't going to be able to do it. I got in that mindset of like, wow, I really love this, but I'm not going to be able to do it because I'm not skinny enough and I'm not tall enough. I really, that's really kind of like what happened. But then one day I just decided, I was like, you know what, if I want something bad enough, if I really want this, I can make it happen. And I started to see that, that transition of having like plus size models, you know, how companies started doing like using plus size models and it started to become more common of like, oh, real, real women, real bodies. And I was like, I'm not plus size, but I'm also not like petite. So it was kind of weird. I was this weird in between. And I just started going for it. I was like, I'm going to do every type of photo shoot that you can think of. I want to do fashion, fitness, dance, glamour, lifestyle. Um, I've done boudoir. I've done like lots of lingerie, nudity implied, like that kind of stuff. Just very artistic, beautiful, that type of thing. And I just built my portfolio up for like three years, not paid, paid out of pocket for everything. Um, photographers would, you know, buy me lunch or, but it was more of like a trade thing. Like they, I didn't pay them and they didn't pay me. So it wasn't until that I came out to Phoenix that I was actually able to really start to make like a profit off of it. And I started to see myself as like, Hey, you know, this is, this isn't something I'm good at and I've done it for a while. I can't just keep doing this for free anymore. And once I started having that value of myself, other people were willing, they were like, Oh heck yeah. Like you're, love your pricing. I'll pay you. Like people started to be more willing to pay me. And I was like, wow, it's amazing when you start to have that confidence in yourself of like, I know I'm worthy of this and I know that I'm worth a certain amount. You know what I mean? Like people will also believe that. And social media was the only way that I was really able to do that. Um, I've 
because of because of Instagram, I've been able to connect with amazing photographers, makeup artists, clothing lines here in the Phoenix area. And so definitely Instagram all the way. I don't get on Facebook anymore. Like I heart, I really never get on Facebook. Like Instagram has become yeah. straight up my business. Like I have made it. I've finally mm -hmm. been able to brand myself, you know, and that's hard. Yeah. To brand that, yeah. It, it, uh, that's what it seems like with like anyone that's in the creative field that kind of lines up with like, like comedy is like that too of, yeah. Uh, I had like a wake up call years ago that like I, I felt like I was never going to be the big like the, I was never going to climb the ladders of the comedy clubs like where I was going to be their guy that they call, you know, yeah. so I, I started like building my own audience. And I was like, like a long time ago, I was like, I'm going to build my own audience and then I can bring them to whatever venue I want. And exactly. it seems like that's kind of like with modeling or anything like that, where it, it's very much like, like I'll build my own online audience and then whatever I go to sell, they're going to buy uh, that way. And it, it's like, yeah, it seems like it's the best way of doing it. Um, you know, because like it's a hundred, like every, everything that you make is a hundred percent you instead of like, Oh man, I was here. I was watching on TikTok about, uh, that song Seven Rings and how yeah Ariana Grande yeah Ariana Grande she gets like two percent or something like that she gets like nothing from that song and uh, like it's it's just baffling of like uh, you know like like we look outside there's certain people that were like that's so successful and then they're like struggling to pay their bills you know like oh, yeah. you, you never you never know but like if you're building your own audience and you're doing your own thing very much like you're deciding your price and how much you're, you're worth, you know? Exactly. And that's why I'm honestly okay. And I don't think I ever will be, even if like an agency reaches out to me, being an independent model, you have complete control over everything, what gigs you want to do, when you do it, how much you charge, not to mention you get a hundred percent of, you know, the money that you make an agency. Agencies are fantastic. And I have nothing against agencies because I tried to do them but I've learned with being an independent model, it's just so much more rewarding. Not to mention for companies, it's a lot more attractive. And I've heard this from multiple companies. It's a lot more attractive when they know that they can just reach out to the model themselves mm. and be like, hey, you know, we want you to model for us. We want you to represent us or will you try our products or whatever. When you have, when a company has to go through an agency, it's really difficult because you have to contact the agency and you have to, it's like a huge process. And so it's actually really discouraging to a lot of photographers, videographers, and more like small companies, big companies like Nike or, you know, clothing lines like Guess. Obviously, they want to go through an agency, but just kind of like your regular businesses, like a clothing line here in Arizona or something like that, they don't want to have to go through an agency because, and then not to mention it costs way more because they're paying yeah. the agency and the model. So, and I mean, I could be wrong. I don't have the complete logistics, so I don't want people to like bash me. I'm like, no, that's not exactly how it works. This is just what I've heard and what I've learned. And I think I'm going to continue to stay independent, honestly. Um, it's just been way more rewarding having full control over everything and I'm actually starting to become pretty successful not to mention I want to really help other women out there 
who want to do something like this, but they're feeling discouraged because they think that they don't have what it takes or that they're, they don't have the look or the height or the weight, whatever it may be, because that was me. I want to show them that like I did this on my own. I did not have any help besides the people who I met, the photographers, the other models. These people helped me because they, you know, they promoted me. They, mm -hmm. they helped me. They gave me advice. They gave me photos. And then they went out and they posted about me and tagged me in it and told people to work with me. So it's like, other than that, I was completely and 100% on my own. And I just want to continue to utilize that as a way to inspire other women and men as well. It doesn't have to be only women to, if they want to do something like this, that they can do it and they don't need somebody else's help, you know? Yeah. 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 Cause I mean, we're all in it together and that's like big in the comedy community. It's like, you know, not, not everyone in uh, Phoenix is going to get a Netflix special, but like we can all help each other out and you know, like we can you know, get each other gigs and help and book and, and support each other. And, you know, it's like 90% of my career is probably f from other comedians saying, Hey, you'd be good for this. Or I told someone about this or, or me asking them, or, you know, it's very yeah. much just like, you know, cause I don't have uh, a manager or anything like that. It's, it's just all me at this point. So it's like That's when I book tours or whatever, it's just, it's just me and the help of other comedians that help me find venues or work with me on venues. But yeah, that, it's, it's exactly how it is. But um, I wanted to go a step back and you were talking about, you've done like all styles of photography. Um, uh -huh. uh, like, do you have a favorite kind of style that you're like leaning into and you're like, this is where I want to be for modeling or. Oh man. See, I love them all. However, just because of my like body style and just who I am as a person. I'm a dancer. I'm a body activist. I really love, it sounds bad, but just like showing my body off. You know what I mean? It's just kind of one of those, it's a big confidence boost to really accept your body and be okay with like being in a tiny bikini or lingerie or even being completely nude and like covering yourself. You know what I mean? And yeah. feeling confident enough to do that it's really empowering for sure and so I would say definitely more of like the the fitness the lingerie anything that involves like your body you know mm. um just like yeah it's really empowering to me yeah. and I really enjoy it and I I I don't know I I like the way that I look I like I like the way that I look in those types of photo shoots um you know just to show that like hey look at my body I'm you know I'm a bigger girl. Like I have cellulite. I, I have muscle, but I also have a little bit of fat. I have, you know, I'm shorter and I don't have super scrawny arms. I have kind of like more muscular arms. And I just really love being able to show that off yeah. and say like, I look this way, but I can still do this. You yeah. know, modeling is so much more than the way that you look. And I had that assumption when I went into this industry and I had thought that I was going to get into a bad place and I was afraid that I was going to go down a route of like, oh, I'm going to learn that it's all about the way that you look. And that is not the case whatsoever. I have learned that modeling is so much more than that. It's like, do you believe in yourself? How, what is your, what is your like mental state of mind? It's just, it's so, it's all mental. It's like, it's so mental because all the photo shoots that I've been 
very confident in always turn out fantastic. Like love the photos, photographers, companies love the photos, but then there's also been photo shoots that I was like, not so confident. And I was just kind of like, Oh, I'm just, I just want to get this photo shoot over with. And the photos turned out like crap. I ended up not yeah. using them. Photographers maybe did, but not like as much as they normally would. And it's just amazing how that mental state of mind can play into how successful a certain gig or whatever you're doing turns out to be. Yeah. Yeah. Now that's like, uh, it's, it's one of those things. Cause like, uh, as a comedian, I do public speaking and that's like a thing I hear often where people are like, I can't imagine man doing public speaking. That's wow. And then that's how I feel when I'm like on Instagram and I see like any of my friends posting like anything that's like very like showing off their body or any sort of way. I'm just like, I'm like that person. I'm like, super shy about my body I'm like covering up you know like I'm very like I don't know I, I it's like another level of like uh just empowering and very like self-confident and uh yeah it's like like people are like public speaking and I'm over here being like ah but like taking a picture in a bikini is way harder <laughs> <laughs> oh no yeah it's Definitely, it's definitely different, and it you know it's really cool to see the different aspects. How you know public speaking is like like that for you, but then for me, it's you know it's being like modeling and showing off my body. And there's nothing wrong with wanting to not show off your body. You can still be proud of your body, or you know you don't have to. If you have a nice body, you don't have to show it off. That's not what I what I go for. But there's definitely, especially here in Arizona, I've noticed there's just kind of, there's a very much like body image type thing. The girls all look the same. They all are trying to achieve the same body. And I'm just kind of like, no, I don't want to do that. And, you know, it's been a huge problem, especially recently, mm -hmm. where people are really struggling to love their bodies. And I've seen a yeah. lot of women, it's like, you know, even the ones who do post their bodies on Instagram and the ones who are you know, you're like, wow, they have so much confidence. And I can actually say that for myself. Instagram is not always what it seems. And I hate that people rely so much on it to assume how someone's doing or the way they view themselves, yeah. that kind of thing. Even though I seem confident all the time on social media, my social media is like my alter ego. Like she is the person, the Jamie Jones on Instagram is the person that I wish I could be 24 seven, but that's actually not the case. <laughs> okay. Like yeah. I have so many insecurities. I'm constantly striving to improve myself which I preach, you should always strive to improve yourself and be a better version of yourself, not someone else. Don't look at someone else and say, hey, that's what I want to look like, because then you're going to be disappointed because you're not going to look like them. Look at yourself and be like, okay, I want to improve myself. There's nothing wrong with that. But like, how can I improve the, myself without having some other image in my head of what I want to look like? It's, it's just completely unrealistic. And that's where a lot of women go wrong. And I still fall fault to it all the time. But I definitely love being part of like trying to prove, hey, you know, this is me and I'm proud of it. And yeah. I want to prove it because then people are like, oh my gosh, Jamie, you look so good. What are you talking about? Why do you want to lose a few pounds? Why do you want to tone up your body? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I'm wanting to better myself. Like, why are we downing wanting to better? Now, if I was in a bad place of like, I want to lose a ton of weight, I'm not going to eat, I'm going to starve myself oh, I just, you know, just put myself in that really bad place, then okay, like, that's not yeah. okay. But wanting to improve yourself, it's, it's just really funny how people always down you for it. They're like, oh, you don't want to go out tonight, because you know, you're trying to eat clean or whatever, or you'd rather go to the gym, 
or they, they always down on you for it. Or they're like, why are you getting, you know, a yeah. turkey burger, with a side salad instead of a pizza like the rest of us. But then when you get to a certain point, they're going to be like, how did you do it? And I, it happens all the time. People reach out to me that are like, that would kind of down on me for what I was doing when I was trying to better myself or they would down on me for doing revealing photos and lingerie and implied stuff like that. But then now that they're seeing me start to become successful, they, they ask me, how did you do it? And I'm like, you know exactly how I did it. You just are hoping that yeah. I have a different answer for you, you know? Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's, it's, uh, you know, like, uh, I, I wrote like a short little ebook about comedy and about, um, like just like very DIY of like how I've gotten to where I am. And yeah. uh, it, it's very that of just like, you're yeah. not going to like the answer, but like I, I work hard and it just takes a lot of time and it's just like putting the yeah. time in. And I feel like that's probably how it is for, I mean, anyone that's, I know for a fact, anyone that's like a dancer or anyone that's like doing anything fitness or that involves like physical body. It's like, it, like that's what you got to focus on because that's your tool you know like uh yeah like I'm always doing stuff for my my brain uh, for comedy like it's a lot of writing and process and stuff like that but it's like for for you guys it's very like uh about how you look and feel and and stuff like that so exactly yeah it's we're all on a different level you know, we're all on a different journey and yeah, there's just a, pretty much, you just got to keep going. Don't stop. If you really want it, if you really, really want it, you're going to get it. And you just got to keep working for it. I mean, everything takes time. Nothing comes easy in this life for some people. Maybe it did, but it's so much more rewarding when you know that you worked your ass off for it. Mm -hmm. And then you got it versus just having it handed to you. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, with all this found free time, has there been any new hobbies or has there been any new activities that you've been getting into? Or, I mean, I'm back at work and modeling has kind of been picking back up. But when I was unemployed for eight weeks and I went back home to be with family, I'm actually writing a book. So okay. I found a lot of time to do that. I started about two years ago and it's been a huge process. Honestly, it's taking a lot of yeah. time. But um, I know it'll be finished eventually. It's something that I've always had a passion for. I've always enjoyed writing. And I struggled to read books. I struggled to finish a book. And I've always wanted to write something that somebody like me would be able to finish. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, what, what is the book about? So the book is, like, about me. It's, um, it's about a time in my life where it was pretty much the time in my life right before I moved here where it was, like, I was – I settled, I settled down and I was completely content with where I was at in life. I was in a very serious relationship. We had a dog. I was just completely okay with like ready to start that life and, you know, continue my life and kind of like follow him wherever he goes. And I was still in Albuquerque, even after I dropped out of college and quit the dance team. I, I knew that being there wasn't where I wanted to be, but he was there. So I was like, well, I'm just going to stay. Like if we're just, we have a dog, like we're going to, we talked about how, you know, we might get married down the road and things like that. And then the relationship ended and it ended very, very badly. It was not a good clean ending. And let's just say I went off the deep end um, for a while and I went through a lot. Just, I mean, it's, it's talked about in my book, so I'm kind of just going to give like a summary of it, but yeah. just went off the 
spent, learned a lot of things about myself, um, started to live the single life, which I haven't lived since I was like 14 years old. And it was very, you know, I didn't do it well, let's just say that. And mm. I knew that I needed to get out of Albuquerque and I needed to move. And so I like, I pretty much saved up money, picked up everything I had, put it in my car and moved out here with no job or no apartment. <laughs> pretty much and I like crashed on my on my sister's couch who moved here like a year before me yeah and so yeah the book's kind of about my journey it's it's a combination of my journey with modeling and self-discovery finding myself becoming comfortable with myself and then also it's a lot of it's a lot of relationship stuff it's definitely got I mean I get in depth it's gonna be very like detail oriented it's gonna be designated for people who are young and they feel like they're lost in life. And it's just, it's pretty much my story of learning, you know, how like learning to be independent because when I left my relationship, I had no idea who the hell I was, what I wanted to do with my life. I was just like, who am I? And what do I want? Like, I have no idea who I am. Every decision I made was based on my relationship and that wasn't his fault. That was mine. And so it was definitely just this self-discovering learning a lot of lessons, um, a lot of partying and head over the toilet, you know, drinking a lot of just like dating and then getting ghosted and then jumping into a relationship and then getting scared and leaving. And so it's just my lessons learned. It's my journey of becoming a successful model. And it's just all of that combined like yeah. into a book, you know? That's great. And, uh, do you have like a do you have like a deadline you've given yourself or is it just kind of like you're just you're just writing when it when it happens I my mom is a writer she wrote a book as well and she's writing another one oh, and nice. she told me my mom and I are very close and she told me do not set a deadline on something like a book like it just has to come you can't give yourself a deadline because then it's not going to be as good because you're going to feel rushed and mm. so she because I wanted to have it done by 2020. January of 2020, I wanted to have it done. Like, that was my goal to yeah. have it literally out to buy, like, already revised and everything. And I, I maybe am halfway done, and we're more than half, halfway through 2020. And so I've kind of just become more content with, like, I'm just going to take my time, and whenever it's ready, it's ready. Like, yeah. Yeah. Anytime yeah. you're writing something, it's like, I give. I put deadlines, but like, I don't think I've ever like on my own personal projects. I don't think like to the day I've ever been like, yep, out, out ready to go, you know? So like, even when I did like the, the ebook or like any of my like, uh, writing comedy hours, it's kind of like I've given like, yeah, within this time limit and I'll work on it this much. But like yeah. at the same time, like it is very much like, uh, like this last hour that I wrote, um, it was very much like I wrote it and then I rewrote it. And then uh, there was months that I like took a break from it and then came back to the hour. And so it is, it is very much a, uh, it just, yeah, you gotta be in it, you know, you gotta be in that. And especially yeah. like uh, if it's not your only job, <laughs> you know, it's not your only thing that you're doing. Yeah. It's yes. uh, very different. <laughs> I literally have like three jobs at this point. I'm like, oh my gosh, like I have so much like going on right now. It's been really hard to write. And so I'm kind of just like, but I over, over quarantine, I definitely did a lot of writing, like every single day, reading and writing. I finally finished a book. I finished a book, which is like, I've never done that. I finished <laughs> 
finished up The Great Gatsby in college one time because I had to read it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, whatever, it was a really short book. But over like over the month of March and April, I literally read like two books and I finished them. And I was like, this is such an accomplishment for me. <laughs> I never finished a book before. And not to mention, I was like writing chapters and chapters of my book, like pages and pages every day. And I was like, wow, this is amazing. Like, I feel, I feel really good. So that's kind of the only hobby. I mean, besides working out, obviously, as a hobby. So I was doing a lot of that over quarantine just because I was like, when things open back up, I don't want to be this like flabby, fat, you know, like girl that's like, man, I (laughs) modeling gigs over. Okay, bye. (laughs) No more modeling for Jamie. So I was like trying to keep up with it the best that I could stay active. Yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah, I was skating for a while. I was I was skating again, but now it's just like incredibly hot. So I'm like yes. now I'm just like watching what I eat as much as I can and, and hoping for the best. <laughs> so that way that way whenever I get to tour again, people are like, oof. <laughs> like I don't want them to be like, oh, that was that was rough for him. You know? <laughs> yeah, I quarantine. I feel like for comedians, for you guys, just this whole time you guys are going to have so much to like talk about and joke about. You're going to have, I feel like you guys are set when things like go back to normal, there's going to be so much good stuff that you can involve in your comedy shows with all this time. You know what I mean? Like yeah, that's, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. But it's, it, it's, it's a weird time to be a comedian and it's just, uh, you know, it's, you know, or it's it's very much like like I had three months of touring planned, and then quarantine happened, so it's like three months of yeah. gigs that got canceled. But it's like I I haven't been writing that much, you know. But you're right. Like I think when it's over, and I can kind of like relax a little bit and have my brain back to be yes. able to to write. I, I there's I'm sure like like I was talking yesterday about how quarantine's been long enough that I've I've I'm about to finish Supergirl on Netflix. Like that's, yeah. I've watched everything to the point that I'm now watching a show that I don't care about. <laughs> like, I'm now, like. Same. I've finished The Office. I finished, it was called Lu- like Lucifer on Netflix. I finished that. I finished um, <clears throat> the show You. I finished yeah. that in like a there's like two seasons and I finished it in like a week. I was watching like four episodes a night and I literally finished so many shows. It's gotten to the point where I'm like, I don't know what to watch now. I'm like heavily searching on the internet and like asking people on my social media, yeah. like what's on Netflix? Because I watched everything that I wanted to yeah. watch. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm like, uh, I'm, I've watched it all. You know, I'm, wa- I'm watching Supergirl and I know it's, it's not great. And, uh, <laughs> it's yeah yeah that's where i'm at you know so i'm watching watching like sugar rush like literally (laughs) which is then you're watching all these desserts being made and then i just like go to my freezer and i'm like ooh, ice cream or i'll literally go get myself something i'm like oh i'm gonna go to cold stone and like get me it's so bad but i'm literally watching shows like sugar rush and (laughs) random stuff like that and it's just it's terrible yeah. food show. Yeah. Cause then it just makes you hungry. So then you're like, I'm going to eat and wait, it's quarantine. So I also haven't been active today. Well, who cares? Like it's quarantine, whatever. And then the next yeah. day you really wake up and you're like, Oh no. You're like, I oh, know it's been a month. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, Oh shit. <laughs> yeah. um, okay. So to, uh, to wrap this all up, um, yeah. where, where can people find you on the internet? 
Um, I mean, I have like all the social medias, but definitely Instagram is like my main, my main thing. So my Instagram handle is Jamie H Jones. Jamie spelled J A M I. It's like Jamie. I always get made fun of. They're like, your name Jamie. I'm like, no, it's Jamie. And then middle initial H for Hannah and then last name Jones. So that's um, me on Instagram. I am on TikTok. I'm finally kind of getting on the TikTok grind. Uh, there for a while, I was like, no, not about it. But now it's like starting to help me. I'm posting like a lot of like modeling stuff, like behind the scenes of photo shoots and then like the results afterwards. So on TikTok, same thing, Jamie H. Jones. You can find me on there. Um, don't go find me on Facebook because I won't accept your friend request. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I won't answer anything. So yeah, that's where you can find me on social media for sure. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Yeah. And um, I've been your host, Zach Lyman. This has been the Zach Lyman Podcast. And outro music.